Welcome back to Coaching Falcons. This is Coach Jay, and I am fortunate enough. I am fortunate enough to have a world traveling <laughs> athlete on on this call, calling all the way from somewhere around the world. And that would be I have uh, four or five or four other Falcons uh, that that played at Fair Marine High School. Uh, the international traveler right now is Charles Jackson. Yeah, he's going to be joined with us on this podcast by Eric Jackson and then Andre Jackson, uh, Frank Dorison, and then Matt Henninger. So we've got really a, a, a good, good uh, uh, number of people that's going to help add to this, this podcast. So, you know, I'm no expert in it. I just want to do something to have a little fun and talk to some of the former athletes that made a difference in Prairie Meridian High School athletically and help build a tradition uh, that that was lasting for uh, for for many years. So, how you fellas doing? Doing good, Coach. Doing well. Good, Thank coach. you for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be exciting, man. This is going to be exciting. Customers assigned to group number two. You're not welcome to. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. That's all good. So, as as Charles, if you have to, if you have to run out and catch the catch the plane like OJ, you just go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I anyway. Think he got off. Okay, yeah, probably. Did. Um, yeah. So, guys, when when did when did you guys start playing football uh, or participating in athletics at in Perry Township schools? I think uh, I started, Charles. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andre. I started at ele- elementary school, uh, Glens Valley, third grade, and kept going from there. Okay, so you were an eagle, huh? I was. <laughs> I wonder if my wife was teaching over there at the time. Do you remember my wife? She, I don't know. I don't remember her. I know Mr. Nichols was the principal. Well, um, she was there. When we, uh, uh, yeah, she was there in, um, gosh, 92, I think it was. Yeah, I was there. So I probably saw her, just didn't know of her. Yeah, you just didn't know her. And she was the only black teacher walking in the hallway, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I, I ran across her. <laughs> How about you, uh, Eric? How about you, man? So uh, so we started at Burkhardt Elementary uh, in third grade, uh, and um, we just made our way up from, you know, just continue to play throughout there. Okay. Uh, okay. PTYF. PTYF. That's what it yeah. was. It was youth football. It was big yeah. at that time. That, how about you, Matt? Yeah, I started uh, – actually, my brother and I played at Greenwood for a year because they would let second graders play, and that's when I was in second and my brother was in third. And then we started with PTYF for Douglas MacArthur in third grade and fourth grade consecutively. Okay. Frank? 
Uh, I think I was the last one to join. I didn't come to Perry Township until my seventh grade year. Okay. And so prior to that, I played uh, sixth grade. I played for the junior nights all in high school. Gotcha. Uh, it was just a middle school team. So it was uh, sixth graders to eighth graders. And uh, I swear some of the rats was 18 years old. So uh, that, was my, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first one race before I came to Perry Township. <laughs> okay. So you, all, all of you, with the exception of Frank, uh, uh, was involved with PTYF football. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So yep. let's, let's trans- transition from PTYF to middle school football. What was wh- Who were your coaches? Um in middle school, seventh and eighth grade, uh, and uh, what was that like? I had Coach Gl- Coach Glasser was a football coach, um, and that was the first time I actually played with everybody because I remember Charles and Eric from elementary because I hated them. They were <laughs> they were they were so fast and we couldn't catch them. Um, but yeah, that's when we. Uh, pretty much all got together. I think that's when we all start to meet each other and get to know who the heck each other was. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, are you still on? I am. I am. Okay. What and, about uh, you? I do apologize. That's okay. Yeah. So interesting, interesting enough, you know, like, like we said, we, we grew up in the PTYF. Um, the cool thing was uh, maybe not. Yeah. The cool thing is, you know, that they did fifth and sixth grade. So even though we was in the middle school, sixth grade, you, know, you still play for your, your uh, elementary school. And uh, we actually met Matt uh, on the All-Star team. So my, my brother and I, we had the fortunate opportunity to play uh, two or three years on the All-Star team. Uh, but they had kind of, you know, brung some of the, the players from, you know, other teams and kind of combined. And we played other townships and stuff like that. So uh, I believe, Matt, your dad was coaching uh, the All-Star team our sixth grade year. And we went and played. So that's kind of how, even though, you know, we played against each other, that was like the first time we all came together to play um, together. So that's what I, we kind of started remembering. Right. No, I thought that was really cool. I mean, I think in sixth grade, like you said, we had a, we had a taste of success. And I think we discovered how good we could be with the talent that was there. Um, played in an all-star tournament, I think in sixth grade, played Warren Central uh, first round of this little tournament. I think we beat him like, nothing and then we played franklin central in the championship game and they were really good and they were really talented all throughout and we beat them 12 to nothing as well we'd beaten them 12 to nothing so um that launched us into seventh grade when we were all teammates i think the head coach was scott ritchie in seventh grade i remember coach doherty and coach fox yep grade yeah coach glasser was the head coach um gosh i don't remember who the assistants were in eighth grade uh was scott bear still there now I think no, he, he was he, gone. He a gone years yeah. yeah, right. He was down in Indian Creek. Um, yeah, yeah. I know there, there was one older guy. He was really old, almost like he's gonna die. He worked for. He um, was um, around for a few years. I forget his name. But the one the one thing that you guys don't realize is that, you know, you all came together at the middle school, and as varsity coaches, we saw you guys come together, also. So we knew that you guys were talented and we knew that you guys played hard because we every now and then get a chance to go to some of your games. And we just try to, you know, keep motivating the players that we have that was at the high school at the time to, you know, continue on. And when you guys came over, we had instrumented a few uh, a few things that you guys kind of gotten used to. 
when we started doing our camps because we started doing tackling stations and stuff. We had a little kid, uh, a junior high camp and so on. So that was to introduce you guys to that so that it wouldn't be a task when you guys came across the street. Right. You know, so we knew you were coming and we were just uh, waiting for that group to come through, your group to come through, because every now and then you always have, okay, we're looking for that group to come. And you guys showed up, you came across the street as a uh, freshman. And I know Eric, you ended up playing varsity as a freshman. And uh, I think Tyler played some games uh, varsity. Tyler Harmon played some game as a varsity and, and varsity as well. I think Charles moved up to JV our yes, freshman year. Yeah, yeah. JV. Yes, yes. And, yeah. Uh, I do recall, know. Coach, I do recall seeing you at some of our middle school games. Uh, and, and, it, and, like, you know what, you never you never realize how important that is, uh, just having uh, the high school coaches just making sure that they are, uh, that the middle school coaches are uh, uh, implementing the, the uh the tech you know the things that you need you know you want you want them to implement uh because you know being a former coach and i'm pretty sure matt can speak to this as well it's important to you know build that foundation very early and 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 start you know start to uh see the kids and and and, and the players and seeing where they're at uh so that way you can actually start to uh, uh prepare them for what you want to you know you want them to do so i can vividly remember seeing you and coach potter at the at the end of, uh, in the back of the end zone behind the goal, <laughs> yeah, you know you having your you having your uh, your blue your navy your navy sweats and your you know I don't know if that's like a a, a faded uh, overall I mean a, a windbreaker <laughs> you know <laughs> and I remember I mean I remember like, vividly. It wasn't you know, faded. It was that color. Oh, my man. And so, <laughs> and so, I remember, like, I remember those things, vividly seeing those things, and, like, Coach Potter yelling, come on, come on, like, he's coaching. I'm like, I don't even know who the heck this guy, who the hell this guy is, but, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, as, as varsity coaches, that's, we, we could find the time to get over. That's what we did, because we wanted to make sure that when you guys walk across the street and you cross Meridian School Road, that the expectations were were going to be high. And so that kind of leads me into the next question. You know, when you crossed the street, when you became freshmen, OK, what were the expectations that appeared or that we had for you that you guys um uh, felt when you came across the street to the high school. What was it? What was the difference between the middle school and the high school? Uh, it was harder. I mean, so when we came over there, that's when we we still weren't really fully all together. I think freshman year brought us a lot together because you guys forced us to, you know, work out together, play practice together, play together, and that's when the brotherhood actually started. I think between most of us is freshman year that's I mean I know for me I was out there and I spent half of my days at Charles and Eric's house um and that started for that year and and the next three years after that so I, you guys helped us to understand the brotherhood and how to play together and how to work together um and it was it was a lot different than eighth grade 
Go ahead. I would say our, our, the expectations were both internal and external. Uh, I think as a group, uh, as middle schoolers, we knew we were better than the majority of our competition. Uh, I mean, we were winning. Even though some of us were in different spots, I think Henniger was a, was a quarterback at one time. You know, Eric was a receiver. So we knew that when we crossed the street, because uh, I think Eric switched over to cornerback, and uh, Matt kind of went over to the linebacking core. Uh, a lot of us still kind of kept those same positions. Like, I was always a linebacker. Dre was always a defensive end. Charles was a running back, DB, uh, slash athlete. So when we went over there, <laughs> we, <laughs> we just knew that our expectations were, hey, y'all, we're good. Like, we got to show this community, we got to show, you know, this football legacy that we're not only we're good, we're damn good. But however, <laughs> good is not enough. Like, so when we approached our, you know, going into the weight room, going into training, you know, doing the tour days, that was kind of our thing internally was, even though we're building together and, you know, people are moving up at different times as far as varsity, JV, and just, you know, from A team to B team, it's like the conversation amongst us was, uh, hey, gentlemen, we got a chance to do something special. If we continue this thing on and just keep working, uh, we're going to be damn good and we're going to leave a legacy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah no, and go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, after our eighth grade year, I think seventh grade, um, gosh, seventh and eighth grade, we, we realized we were pretty good. And, and one of those years, we lost a game or two. And the other year, we lost maybe a couple of more, but they were really close games. You know, turnovers and special teams, things like that would have made the difference. I think Coach Potter came over in eighth grade and he said, uh, I think we were in the cafeteria. He called us together and he said, listen, we're going to talk about this once and we're, and we're not going to talk about it again, but you guys are special. You can be really special. And we've got a shot to vie for a state championship when you're seniors. Yeah. Yep. We never talked about it again. Mm-hmm. That was the expectation. And then, um, you know, when, when all of us were together, there was, we were on the cusp of a fight constant. You know, yeah. With yeah. each other or with the opponent. It didn't make it. Exactly. We were always about to fight somebody. You know yeah. what? That's something that you can definitely tell that you guys as a group were together. Period. You we always saw you together. You always hung out together. I mean, you were truly brothers in the bond of Perry Meridian High School football and so on. I never saw one without the others. You know, I just didn't, you know, and uh, it's like the <laughs> the time that uh, we had just finished a practice or something. There were some kids from Ron Collie outside of the the locker room throwing the ball around, and you guys want to go over there and and, and jump them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember one of our freshman football games. Uh, Joe, uh, we were playing football. We got called thugs by the ref because Joe and Andy. Jump one of the guys and body slammed. <laughs> <laughs> and body slammed one of the kids. Our freshman yeah. game. Um, and Joe, all of five four. You know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's one thing that you can tell about as long as I taught at Perry Marine High School. There's one thing that you could tell how well athletics were gonna, was going to go. And that is the number of fights that took place in the cafeteria. <laughs> no shit. No shit. When we didn't have any fights, when we didn't have any fights at Perry Meridian, our football team, everything sucked. Every, everything was everything was slow motion because there was there was no uh, there was 
you know, everybody was nice kids, you know. We didn't have that extra testosterone. Right. Yeah, so you know what? You got, go ahead, Matt. I mean, you know what's interesting about that is I think our group was so special and so confident. If we were going to fight somebody, it was going to be in the spot where we weren't going to get ourselves in trouble. We weren't going to get right. Trouble. We weren't going to get suspended from school and lose games and things like that. And so we had a couple of guys we constantly had to rein in. And I think I did the majority of the reining in a lot of times where we were like, listen, guys, we're going to be cool here. I think I was the one that was doing a lot of the fighting. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. I remember that. I, remember. I mean, uh, it was one of those things where, I mean, for most of us, we all did multiple sports. And a lot of those were while we were all together, whether it was us in track, us in wrestling, us in basketball. And we played basketball our first year, and then we quit just to focus on football and track. And that is up. To, that was because of you and Coach Potter and Coach Tomey. You guys kept us together uh, and made us play and made us work hard for what we wanted. We like we like everybody said. We knew that we were special, so we cut out the the stuff that kept us away from that. So yeah, for, like for us, for, like choir. And being cheerleaders. <laughs> That's, we're all guilty of something was, there. Was Charles the cheerleader? Who was it? Who was the cheerleader? Charles. Ira. Ira. Yep, Ira. Dylan, Adam, Pat Corbett. The bees, man. But even with that, we did it together. So, you know, right. Charles, yeah. Eric, and Frank, we were all in choir together. Dylan, Charles, and Eric did, tra- well, did tra- uh, cheerleading together. Then no, 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 Charles, I didn't do no tell <laughs> I'm sorry, not Eric. Not yeah, Eric. yeah. Charles it was, and, it was Dylan, Dylan and Pat, and they all did yeah. track, they, they all did cheerleading together, then we all did track all it's together, that, we all threw and ran, and we were always together in every sport that we played together, there was never just one of us by ourselves, it was multiple of us, you saw us every in every division of the school. Right. right. And right. You, you know, know what? Go ahead, Eric. Well, you know, and everybody kept, you know, I hear everybody kept saying, like, you know, we knew how special we was. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know how special we was until, like, like, like really, like, now. Because it was, like, a high expectation. Like, I remember, I remember, like, we were getting in the rape room in eighth grade. Like, that's an expectation. Like, what you mean you're not working out? Like, yeah. what you mean you're not going to the gym? Like, what the hell do you yep. mean? Like, no, you can't cut out on your workout. You did your workout. Now you got to go and do your uh, your speed drills. It's like... Yep. I, I mean, I was like, you know, like it's the 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 work ethic was an expectation. It wasn't more on the lines of like, okay, you know what, we got this group coming in, they're pretty special. Let's do something different. Like, no, we like I really remember I thought it was normal. Like I thought I thought it was normal that, you know, we work out like two and a half hours a day. You yeah, know, I thought it was normal that we do this much hitting. I thought it was normal where, you know, that you're going to get, you know, you, you, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know how many times we're about to get in a fight in the locker room. Like, you know what? When we go O versus D, fuck this. We're going to go here. <laughs> you know but you know, like, the one thing that you guys, that became a norm to you, we had to change that idea. We had to change that idea from the previous groups. And, you know, we mentioned this guy all the time that Absalom Kenyatta and Bobby Burton and the Woolwines and the guys that were <clears throat> 96, 97, 98. That was the change because when we, because um, we scrimmaged Chatard 
And then uh, little Mikey Brizendine came across the street and said, Coach, we're going we're gonna to become winners. And it just took that one, that one person to take the attitude that uh, we're going to be better. And then we started getting better. And it took us about three years to get there. So when you guys came across the street in 99, I guess it was 98, 99, then everything was in place. But it took us four years to put everything in place, you know. So just like yeah. the tackle stations, once you guys came to our elementary or middle school camp, then we introduced you to tackling stations. And we we banged it a lot because, hell, we uh, we. We hit Shatard so damn hard that hell they didn't want to they didn't want to play anybody against us in a scrimmage that was good because they had a they had a running back by the name of Dewan Daniels who ended up yeah. going and playing for Boston College. We damn near broke his neck. <laughs> he was a junior. He didn't play his senior year. Yeah, senior year. And then they had another big tight end guy that was ended up going to like Iowa, you know, his sophomore year. He uh, he uh, played. He didn't play again in that scrimmage because we would we would bang them up and it became a norm. Okay, so, you know, that was part of it. The other I can definitely go ahead. I I would say I would I can definitely tell the difference my freshman year playing, you know, playing up versus, uh, you know, my sophomore, junior, senior year, because like, you know, I'm not saying some of them guys didn't want to work hard, but it wasn't, it didn't seem like, you know, the, the expectation was there for them. Like, you know, they were like, you know, they, they knew they were going to, they were going to win to certain teams, but then they wanted, you know, but it was, it didn't seem like it was, it was uh, a mindset like, yes, you know what, we're going to go out. We are going to beat, you know, Decatur. Or we are going to go out and beat these teams that we normally don't beat. It didn't seem like that. It would just seem like, well, you know, hey, we got. It seemed like they were more focused on what they were doing after the game than it was before the game. And I can <laughs> tell the difference between, uh, you know, and I, and I don't know if we're going to get to the varsity segment yet, but I remember a time my freshman year, I remember Coach Potter came into a locker room, our nose tackle. I was traumatized when I saw this. Our nose tackle was having a bad game. He came in and smacked the shit out of him and said, you better get better. I said, <laughs> I, was, I looked right at him. I was scared. I was like, I'm going to stay on defense. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> you know, there, there's one thing. Most of you guys play defense, and Charles just checked out. But, you know, I told Coach Potter, you guys were so, you guys were just you. (laughs) But I told Coach Potter, I said, look, I can handle two of the Jackson boys. I can't handle all three of them being on defense. (laughs) Because all they're going to do is argue. And they're going to fight over, you know, he-man versus something else, you know. Exactly. I can't, I can't get anything accomplished because, number one, they're not going to shut up. Number two, they're going to be fussing while I'm talking to them. So one of them has to stay on the offense. <laughs> so so and here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is that, you know, before we start every any season, 
you know, we, we sit down and we sat down as a coaching staff and we would come up with kind of a tentative um, team. And one thing that coach Potter was always good at is that the number one thing, the, the best athletes always played defense. And we would, I would always get the pick of the best athletes, you know? So, and, and, the way the offense that he ran, you know, as long as we could bend and don't break, we're going to keep the games close because, you know, we're going to three, three yards in a cloud of dust. That makes a and lot of sense. So, yeah, yeah, it, does. <laughs> it does make more sense. See, that makes a lot of damn sense now. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> but, so, but to talk about that coach, like seriously, that was like a pride in being on that defense. Like when you got that blue steel, you know, yes. t-shirt. Uh, like you, you had to carry yourself away to be member. To, uh, like if you was a starting eleven member on the defensive side of the ball, especially during our years, like yeah. you was the baddest, toughest dude in that school. And yeah. honestly, if you wanted to get a fabric of where that was, it all started in that weight room. Like yeah. if you wanted to know where the defensive mentality came from, you had to see us in that weight room getting after. You had to see us screaming at each other to where other sports didn't even want to be in there when we was there at the same time. They like these dudes are fucking lunatics, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, especially they, after crazy waste. They slapping each other, they punching each other, they cussing at each other, and they just throwing crazy amounts of weights up for high schoolers. And that's just where it all started. It was that idea and that attitude of your. When we was on defense, our mindset was if you gained a yard, if you gained a fucking yard on us, we did something wrong. Like you should be backpedaling. You know what I mean? Like you should but, be you know, going backwards. You shouldn't score. Defensively, my philosophy was simple. And that is, is to pressure the offense. You know, we're not sitting back catching people. You know, we had five people on the line of scrimmage, usually no less than four. And the idea was to get on the other side of the line of scrimmage and to force them to force. He had to force the guard and the tackle. Is this guy coming or not? I can't pull if someone's in the gap, you know, so you guys don't, you guys don't remember this, but hell, your, your senior year, you guys had 60 tackles for loss, you know, Damn. 60, yeah, that's 60 times on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and we didn't give up a rushing first down, I think, until like the fourth game, right? Right. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but, uh and, and that kind of goes back to, I mean, really, I give all the credit to Coach Potter. He goes, you know, we're going to we're gonna work on defense first, and then I'll take these other guys, and I can make them block. I can make them get in people's way, you know. And then we've got somebody back there that can carry the mail. we got two Not people yet. back there that can carry the mail. Hell, we got three or four three. people back yeah, there that can carry the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, in the secondary – Coach Booth and I, I had a conversation with Coach Booth a few years ago, and he just shuttled you guys in back yeah. and forth. You know, it didn't matter who was back there. You know, there was no, no drop off on the talent. You know, so yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, and, and kudos to that offensive line. I mean, I remember the first day our senior year when we were hitting, hit, and I think I don't know we had to go a day or whatever. Right? HSA rules where you can't hit, hit, and we went live. We did like an Oklahoma style drill and. Uh, you know, they, I think coach Jay, you were running drill and you called up Frank and I as the defensive cats and you called up Dylan Ab- Adams and Pat Corbett as the offensive line. And, uh, they kind of, they kind of ate our lunch a little bit. And I think, 
Hank and I got mad, but those guys were really good. Uh, I remember Van Jones ran over Decatur Central's entire defense, and he third back in. So (laughs) really good too. Yeah, but I mean, how during during practice we we were going against each other when you when you guys had the D one line and then the O one line going against each other. It was a battle. It was who's going to prove that's going to be better than the other. It was never. Just like, oh, this is just a soft practice. No, we actually went at it like it was a game day. I remember there yeah. were times that Dylan and I would go back and forth with who's going to pancake who or who's going to knock who's on the, on the ass. And it was the same for Frank when he was outside linebacker. I mean, Eric, all of us, we battled in practice like a game. So when it came to game time, it was nothing for us. It was just, let's, let's go at it. Let's do it like we do in practice. Hey, Coaching Falcon fans, stay tuned for part two of A Chat with the Fellows. We have come together to fight for victory. Best friends with one another. Two, two, five, one big family. Zero. So come on, mighty Falcons. Blitz Let's join in on the fun. One. Our team is finally ready strong, to fight for number one. Cover one. Our team includes one, many three, seven, things to help us through this fight. Guts one, Courage, pride, poise to show one, us three, what is Tomahawk, right. Cover three. And if we don't do what is right, one, seven, we'll find Tomahawk, out what is wrong. Right. Our Base, team will never three. give up. Our three, team will seven. never give up. Our Kamikaze. team will never give up. Cover We've been fighting for too long.